If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Alright, hello there my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 88 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on March 21st, 2021. Now let's get started by, as always, giving our shoutouts to Grunt Talks MLB, Reckless Airwaves Radio, and Ball 9. Ball 9 brings you some of the best baseball content out there. Baseball stories old and new, articles, roundtable discussions, suggested baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and more. Visit Ball 9's website, ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias, at Ball 9. And know what you don't know. Next, we have Reckless Airwaves Radio. Get your latest uncensored, unlimited dish on everything sports. Interviews, featured podcasts, including Yapping Yankees, and much more. Anything goes on Reckless Airwaves Radio. Give them a follow across all social medias at Reckless Airwave, and check out their website, RecklessAirwaves.com. And our final shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, GruntTalksMLB.com, to see all of their baseball content and where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also, follow the mastermind behind that website. His name is Darren, and you can find him on Twitter, at YankeeReport28. And follow them on all social medias, at GruntTalksMLB. Special thanks to all of our friends at GruntTalksMLB, Reckless Airwaves, and Ball9 for always helping to spread the word about Yapping Yankees. And also, don't forget, guys, you can help spread the word about Yapping Yankees and... Stay updated on everything having to do with both me and the Yankees. You want to know how you could do that? Well, you could do it by following me on all social medias. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at MikeScuds97. And also, please remember to subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on all four platforms it's available on, and that's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Well, it is officially spring. God, I'm happy. (laughs) It's kind of hard to tell it's spring since it got cold again this past week, but warmer weather is on the way again, thankfully. It's already been warmer this weekend, and that's been really nice. But winter is over. I don't know about anybody else, but just like every year, I am sure as hell not going to miss it one bit. (laughs) But anyway... Happy spring to all of you. It was also St. Patrick's Day this past Wednesday. As of this past Thursday, there was exactly two weeks until opening day. So now it's about a week and a half away, give or take. And as if that wasn't enough, it was also announced on that day that capacity seating has now been moved up to 20% for outside venues, which includes Yankee Stadium. So for all of you who still intend on going to games this year, 
As I said many weeks ago, I am not one of them until restrictions are gone. But for all of you who do want to go, God bless you all. I hope you have a great time, and this is fantastic news for you. Obviously, the more seats available, the better, because that means more of you can get in and have a great time. So the 20% capacity announcement is great news for all of you who plan on attending games this year. So lots of good this past week. Pretty eventful week. And that wasn't even all from this past week now that I mention it. And despite all of the good things that I just mentioned, this is the big thing that I've been eager to talk about in the introduction to this show. So, all right, time to get serious. <laughs> As I said I would do on last week's show, I also did my Twitter live stream on Friday night, telling you my big announcement that I've been teasing you about for weeks now. And to all of those who stopped by for my big announcement and watched the live, or even if you watched it afterwards if you couldn't catch it live, I thank you very, very much, of course. But even if you didn't see it at all, it's still right on my Twitter page, so just head right over there to watch it if you want. Again, my Twitter handle is at Mike Scudero. That's the handle. But otherwise, although I wanted to go live on my Mac and use my microphone and everything, but it turns out you can't go live only using Twitter on a desktop without an outside streaming service. Thanks a lot for that, Twitter. But otherwise, even if it was just on my phone, it was a lot of fun, as I anticipated it would be, and people were beyond thrilled about the announcement. Twitter and all social media platforms after the announcement just completely blew up, and I cannot thank each and every person who congratulated me and wished me the best of luck enough, because it was overwhelming the amount of support that I received after this announcement finally went public that I could not wait to tell all of you about. And you guys are always fantastic with supporting me. I'm not comparing this support to the prior support, but <laughs> I'm just saying that the support here after this announcement finally went public was off the charts, and I cannot thank you enough. And let me tell you, I am really, really looking forward to the future in general and with this show. And in case you are one of those who missed the announcement on Friday, and you don't know how to use Twitter, or you're too lazy to go to my Twitter page and watch the archived video, <laughs> I'll give you a quick recap of what the announcement basically entailed. But the official announcement was that this show, Yapping Yankees, my baby, is officially partnering with and becoming a product of Ball 9. And I could not be happier about this. Now, before I get into some details about Ball 9, for those who don't know what it is, I mean, I've only been shouting it out for months now, at the beginning of every show and at the end of every show, but if you don't know what it truly entails, or you've never seen any of the content, or you've never been to the website before, then I'll explain a little bit more about it, its background, and everything. But for those panicking that this official partnership and Yapping Yankees becoming a product of Ball 9 might actually change the show itself at all, well you've got nothing to worry about, because I'll tell you how the situation is regarding the show itself. So, as far as the content and the format, and Yapping Yankees overall in itself, everything is going to be the same. I'm still going to be the host and the only host. It's still going to come out every Sunday. It's still going to be available on the same platforms. The format of the show is still going to be exactly the same. The introduction like we do now, the social media segment afterwards, Yankees news after that, and whenever baseball's going on, the weekly recap to end things. Everything about the structure of the show and the content is remaining the same. Nothing is changing. So what you hear now is going to be what you hear in future weeks. Exactly the same. So you've got nothing to worry about there. 
There are a couple of things that are changing, though, but they're really like outside factors, if you will. The first thing is the logo of the show, which I've actually been thinking for a while now of a logo change, because while I love the current Yapping Yankees logo, and it's been this logo since very near the beginning, it's time for a change. I'm coming up on two years since I started this show. And for those of you who have been listening since the beginning or very near the beginning, you'll know that I started this show like right after I graduated college. So at the end of May in 2019 or maybe like the beginning of June. And this logo has been here since very near the beginning. And I love it. I still love the logo, but it's coming up on two years and I feel like something should change with it. So this comes at a perfect time, not only for the show itself, which I'll get into explaining even more in just a bit, but for the logo too. And I also did a logo reveal on the live on Friday night, so again, that's also why you should check out that live on your own, because obviously I can't show that to you right now because this is a podcast that's very much like radio, so I can't visually show you the logo on here, but I revealed it on Friday night during the Twitter live. So again, go to my Twitter page to watch the live if you want to see the new logo. But the logo is changing, and again, the logo is extremely awesome. It just shouts Mike Scudero at you. If you know me and you know the kind of person I am, it's literally me. It embodies me. (laughs) And I absolutely love it. And everybody that's seen it so far is also in love with it. So I'm very excited for that. The other thing that'll be changing is probably the introduction at the very beginning of the show when I do my shoutouts. That's probably going to change a little bit because I'm not sure about shouting out certain other platforms. I mean, it's up to them at the end of the day because I've told them that I'm totally cool with giving them love in exchange for them sharing Yapping Yankees every week and helping blast it out on social media, which again, I appreciate a ton. And they know that, or at least I hope they know that. But since I'm basically exclusive to Ball 9 now, we're going to have to see what happens with that. The future's kind of up in the air with that, but whoever wants to keep sharing my stuff around and whoever doesn't mind, then I would still be glad to shout out their platform at the beginning and end of the show like I have for so long now. And of course, in particularly, I speak of Reckless Airwaves and Grunt Talks, which both are platforms that I love, and I love sharing them around and spreading the word about them. So we'll see what happens with that. And I hate to kind of put them on the spot a little bit here, but regardless of what happens, of course, listen, I'm a very easygoing guy, and regardless of what happens, there are never any hard feelings on my behalf when it comes to something like this. So we'll see what happens with that in the coming weeks. So that's going to change a little bit. And whether or not certain of those shoutouts or all of them or none of them go away, I will be specifically mentioning Ball 9, of course, since this is now basically a Ball 9 product, especially when the baseball season officially gets underway. But since Ball 9 has also been making fantastic partnerships all over the place, all over the baseball spectrum, which is beyond awesome, obviously there are expected to be some sponsorships in there too. So at the beginning of each show... There may be some ad reads incorporated, who knows? And of course, we know what happens with ad reads. In this industry, that's where money comes from. And it's just so exciting, both for Ball 9 overall, and of course for Yapping Yankees as well. And again, as I started talking about before, for those who want some background on Ball 9, or just want information beyond what I shout them out for at the beginning and end of every episode, well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. But the platform is run by someone who I met on Twitter a couple years ago by the name of Chris Vitale, a dear friend of mine, someone who has become a real good friend to me, special, special guy. Chris Vitale started Ball 9 from scratch, basically, give or take about eight months ago, just a couple of months after this pandemic screwed the whole planet. And the most impressive part about that is him building it from scratch, basically thrusting his entire livelihood 
into this platform, Ball 9, that he has now built to unbelievable proportions about eight months later now to present day. And it's only going to get better as time goes along. I'm extremely confident that it's just going to turn into a full-on empire. But again, the most impressive part about that is that he started this at a point in time, a couple of months after this pandemic hit, when there were no sports around. Think of the risk that goes into that, and the guts that it takes to start an entire sports company from scratch all by yourself while there are no sports going on when the world is in the middle of a crisis. So I and lots of other people always make sure to give Chris massive credit for this because it deserves a lot of credit. It really does. It was gutsy. It was ballsy. It was risky. It was as risky as anything. He still did it, and he's made it massively successful to this day. He's hired many big names to work on the platform who have definitely played big parts in making it the big platform it already is today. It was even mentioned during a Yankee broadcast on the Yes Network during one of the games last season by Michael Kay. So this platform is seen by big people in the baseball industry. There's no doubt about that. And there are so many things that it offers. And again, this goes to what I shouted out for in the introduction a lot in the intro and the outro. Lots of the same qualities. It has articles. It has a bunch of baseball stories, roundtable discussions. It's featuring podcasts now and Yapping Yankees is kicking that off. How cool is that? When it starts to really feature podcasts going forward as the platform continues to grow, as it has especially in the last month or two, Yapping Yankees is going to be the first podcast offered on there. And they've already been blasting it around social media for months and months and months now since I started shouting them out a while back. And now they're going to be directly featuring it and promoting it as a Ball 9 product, of course, on their own social medias and their own website since I'm officially partnering with them and becoming a product of them. Which, again, I cannot be more thankful for if I tried. So, as I was saying before, they just have top-tier baseball content. They really do. And Chris also deserves all the success that Ball 9 has experienced and the vast success that is yet to come in the future. Because when I say this guy gave everything to starting this company, I mean he gave everything. He's dedicated his life to it. And without getting into specifics, he's starting to see that come back his way now. He's starting to see all of his undying hard work pay off, and this is just the beginning. It really is. I've loved the growth of this platform over the course of the last eight months, especially amidst a pandemic, which is that much more impressive to me. And I just think going forward, it has enormous potential. Enormous potential. So when Chris came to me about this opportunity of partnering with and becoming a product of Ball 9, and talking to me about the opportunities that come with it, both financially and otherwise, just across the board. And of course, just also having the opportunity to work with him directly, and believe me, Chris is really a dear friend of mine, and he's truly just a really, really good guy. I just couldn't refuse it, and I'd be a moron if I did. Chris opened up the dialogue with me about the possibility of doing this maybe about a month or two ago, and we've kept it on the down low since. I started teasing it a few weeks ago that there was some sort of announcement in the wings on this show, and then I didn't mention it there for a little bit for a while, and then I started really teasing about it again in the last couple of weeks, give or take, and this past week we were just ready to go public with it. So this is official. Yapping Yankees in the next couple of weeks is going to officially be partnering with and becoming a product of Ball 9. And I cannot be more thrilled for Yapping Yankees to be a massive step 
on the journey to making Ball 9 become one of the most respectable, one of the most reliable, and one of the most beloved baseball outlets on the internet. And it's just going to be amazing. There's really no other way to put it. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I cannot wait to work with Chris regularly, and I can't wait to see all the opportunities that come pouring in for me and this show and for Ball 9 as time goes along. And I'm really confident, and Chris is really confident, that this is going to be equally beneficial for everybody. And this really is an awesome thing for a show that I just started, again, as I said earlier, just a couple of years ago, just as a fun side project to do on weekends, every Sunday, just talking about something that I'm extremely passionate about, of course, that thing being the New York Yankees, and just as a means to keep my broadcasting skills sharp after I graduate from college. All of those things combined, that's really why I started this show. Those were the main motivators behind it. I did a couple of radio shows throughout college for years, and I just wanted to keep it going afterwards, keep the broadcasting skills sharp, do a fun side project on the weekends to keep me occupied and do something really, really enjoyable, talk about the thing that I am most passionate about in this world, other than my immediate family and my closest friends, and of course that being the Yankees, and providing people with a fun and informative Yankee podcast that they can enjoy every week. And applying all of those skills and knowledge that I learned in college to this show in an effort to give you the best Yankees podcast that I possibly could. There were just a few motivators behind it. That was all I needed in order to be motivated to start this show almost a couple of years ago. And just thinking on it and realizing that today is episode 88 is just surreal to me. It feels like I just started the show yesterday still. It's unbelievable how fast time flies and maybe that's because in part of how much we've experienced in our time on Yapping Yankees, how much has happened since May of 2019. Think about it. It's been downright incredible. I don't think there's ever been more to talk about in about a two-year window than there has been in these last two years. <laughs> Just go down the list. And it's also obviously because of how much fun I have doing this. But in any event, I cannot wait for this to take form in the next couple of weeks and going forward. The opportunities that it's going to create for this show... And for Ball 9, just again, Chris and I are very confident that this is going to be equally beneficial for both sides. And with all the great things that this is going to bring to this show specifically, the exposure, even financially, this is something that a young broadcaster such as myself, who just started this thing as a side project, gladly sacrificing my time on a Sunday for, this is something that people like me only fantasize about. And I'm so eager to see this show take yet another step towards incredible success, and to also help Ball 9 in achieving all of its goals going forward. So I also want to take this opportunity to thank Chris and thank everyone at Ball 9 for this incredible opportunity. I think this is a hell of a team-up, and I cannot wait for what comes next. And I only wish that I could put into words what an absolute honor it was to be chosen right away, first off, for this opportunity by Chris and all of the massive baseball names over at Ball 9. It was such an honor. It's always an honor to be appreciated by just anybody in general, but especially by people who really matter and can provide opportunities like this for people like me. And it made it even better to also see, both for Chris and Ball 9 and for myself, just how much support there was all around social media after we officially made this announcement. Everybody was going absolutely crazy, and it was just amazing to see all of the amazing energy surrounded by all of this. So... The future is bright, 
And what I say for myself, for every Yapping Yankees fan out there, and for every Ball 9 follower and everybody involved in Ball 9 as well, especially including Chris, let's do this. And on behalf of Chris and myself, let's kick some ass. And again, just to stress one more time for all of those worried that anything with Yapping Yankees itself is going to change, you do not have anything to worry about, I promise you. This show is going to remain the same. It is. It's going to remain exactly the same. I am your host, and the structure, the format, the content of this show is going to stay exactly the same. Nothing is changing in that sense. I have full creative control. Nothing is changing. The only things that are changing are, number one, the logo, which, again, for those who didn't see the live or have no idea what it looks like yet, not only do I recommend you go to watch the live to see the logo, but if you're to see it after I officially start using it, I cannot wait for you to see it. Because not only is it incredible, but it is literally an embodiment of me. (laughs) And the other thing that'll be changing is possibly at the beginning with the shoutouts I do, or depending on more partnerships or more sponsorships with Ball9 that are to come later down the road. I might be doing some ad reading for them, which is awesome. Can't wait to do that. So just a couple of the things that I usually do at the very start of the show and the logo, that's really all that's changing. Everything else is exactly the same. So no worries there. But again, I cannot wait for what comes next. The future is bright. And again, on behalf of me and Chris, let's kick some ass. But yeah, that's the deal, guys. And that wasn't as quick of a recap of the announcement as I thought it would be, but hey, it's really a huge thing. And you know what? If I'm going to spend any more time on this show on anything than I originally anticipated, then I'm glad that it's on something like this, because this is a massive, massive deal. Great things lie ahead, guys. And speaking of what lies ahead, well, we've still got a show to do today, so what do you say we get into all that good stuff? (laughs) (laughs) We'll, of course, start off with our social media segment for this week. Back to a poll this week, and since there were only a couple of minor things in Yankees news this past week, I figured I'd just group them into our weekly recap segment when I'll be giving away the usual big takeaways from this past week's games. So, after we do the poll, we'll go right into discussing this past week's takeaways and mention what happened in news as well throughout. So, let's dive right in. This week's poll question is... At this point in time, who do you think should get the fifth spot in the starting rotation? And of course, give your thoughts below for a chance at a shout-out on the show. Now, before I get into the voting results and the replies, I'll give my take on this really quick. And if you've heard anything I've said for a while now regarding Herman, you know that I will not fault you at all. If you are one of the people out there who just utterly despise the guy personally for what he did, I mean, you guys know how I even feel about the guy personally. I can't stand him, and it disgusts me to even think about what he did. It makes my skin crawl. So I will never, ever fault anyone who feels disgust about him as a person and just can't look past it. I can't fault anybody because it's a horrible thing that he did. And if he changes his life and if he tries to make amends for it and does what he has to do, then fine. That's all good. But some people are just, they feel like they can't look past it, and I can't fault anyone for that. Now, me personally, when talking about on-field performance, and I also completely understand that there are people out there who refuse to make a distinction between on-the-field and off-the-field because they can't look past what he did in his personal life, and I honestly can't fault anybody for that really either. My point is, you are entitled to feel however you want to feel about this. 
And I don't have to repeat how I feel about him as a person. You know the disgust that I have in me for what he did personally in his life with the domestic violence. There is no question about that. But at the same time, you also just have to accept reality that the Yankees are committed to giving him another chance, and he's going to pitch this year. That's a fact, not opinion. That's a fact. And as long as he is given that second chance and he's around, regardless of the disgust that I feel for him, especially because I do a podcast and it's my job to talk about Yankees baseball, <laughs> I'm going to sit there and talk about Herman's on-field performance because he's still pitching. So strictly talking about on the field, and I know the people who can't get past what he did and just refuse to see past what he did, and again, I don't blame you at all for that, but I know those people are not going to like this answer. But between the two choices on this poll, the first choice being Domingo Herman and the second choice being Davey Garcia, at this point in time, after seeing what both have done this spring, my choice is Domingo Herman. Again, strictly speaking from a standpoint of on-field performance, Herman has been virtually untouchable this spring training. And I know spring training isn't the end-all be-all by any stretch of the imagination, I know spring training is the time for everybody, especially pitchers, to maybe work on a pitch that they want to work on more over others, and just to get a feel for the ball, get back into the groove after a long winter. You don't have to explain it to me like I'm five years old. I think you know that I know how it goes. <laughs> I get it. But if you look at what Herman has done this spring, and I don't like putting too much stock into any spring training performance, but if you look at what he's done, it's tough to ignore. The guy's been great this spring. And you know what? So has Davey. Davey's been fantastic this spring. Even he's pitched to an ERA like under two, I think. So he's done well too. So it's tough to really talk about which one you'd prefer because if you want me to be honest with you, you wouldn't be wrong for either choice. They're both good choices. So honestly, regardless of choice, I don't fault you. And regardless of your reason for the choice. And we've also spoken about in past weeks how pitcher usage is going to be different this year because of the way the season was last year, and then of course the offseason naturally. You're going to be seeing guys getting spot starts all the time, so let's say if Davey Garcia doesn't make the rotation, which I think is realistically going to happen, I think Domingo Herman gets the five spot, and me personally, as I said, I think I'd rather him get that too based off his performance so far. But let's say for scenario's sake, Davey Garcia does not get the fifth spot. What'll probably happen, as I said last week too, is he'll probably either get reps long relief out of the bullpen, or he'll be sent down to the minors and brought back up whenever needed, and regardless of the role, he'll be making spot starts here and there too. Because not only are guys coming off of injury seasons like Kluber and Tyone probably not going to see much more beyond 150 innings this year, but the vast majority of pitchers throughout the whole league are probably not going to see much more than 150 innings this year because of the weird season last year. So that means long relief guys in the bullpen may be pitching even more this year, or other guys who don't make the rotation, which if Davey Garcia is one of those guys in this case, he'd be one of these guys. But other guys who don't make the rotation are very likely going to be called upon to make spot starts here and there. And even though I don't necessarily want a six-man rotation idea just tossed aside, I think that scenario is much more likely. Just spot starts here and there. Bullpen guys may be being called upon even more this season. So usage is going to be different. And I mention that again because regardless of who makes the fifth spot and who doesn't, you're probably going to be seeing that guy making starts throughout the season still anyway. Which kind of makes it even more complicated because regardless, the one who doesn't make it, you're still going to be seeing him. And again, based on their spring training performances, they're both doing well. So that's why I'm not faulting anybody for any of this, regardless of your choice. 
And once more, I understand those who want nothing to do with Herman anymore because of what happened. I can't really argue with that, nor would I. But, between what he did in 2019 and what he's done here so far, especially what he's done here so far, proving himself to spring the way he has, and showing just how filthy his stuff still is, especially that changeup, my god, the changeup and the curve, and even the fastball still has so much life to it, he looks like he's ready to go. But even in Davey's case, again, Davey is pitching to a great ERA, he's doing a fantastic job, even though his command was a bit off with some of his starts, he's still done a fine job. And granted, it was in a shortened 60-game season last year, Davey obviously did a fantastic job in 2020, which is obviously why he deserves to at least be in the discussion. And with Davey still hopefully making a lot of spot starts this year, especially if injuries happen, then you better believe Davey will be there in five seconds in the rotation. But with the hope of still seeing him start a good amount of games, I have to go with Herman here. I just really, really do. Because strictly on the field, I love how he's looked so far. And you know something? I don't think I sound that crazy because a great deal of people happen to agree with me. Hundreds of votes came in for the poll, as usual, and of the two choices, the choice of Domingo Herman was victorious, earning 76% of the vote. So, pretty big victory on this poll, and the remaining 24% voted for Davey Garcia. And because I do look up and see how fast time is flying today, let's get right into those replies. Alright, first up today, we've got Rob at Laker477, and Rob says, Herman should get the number 5 spot. He's been impressive, and you can see that he's focused and determined to put the past behind him. I like what I've seen from him, and how he's handling himself so far. I in no way condone what he did, but I believe everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. That's tough to argue with, Rob. I basically agree with what you said. I mean, that's a good response. He really has been impressive, and he does look very focused. His stuff has looked great, and I obviously, just like you, do not condone, nor would I ever condone, what he did in his personal life with the domestic abuse. Good response, Rob. Up next is Laura, at Laura underscore Icemont, and Laura says, Herman, his stuff has been filthy all spring long. Plus, having Garcia in the minors to start the season will give him more time to develop, and less pressure on him, too. Yeah, that's a good point, Laura. As I said before, even if Garcia starts in the minors, or even if he gets a long relief role in the bullpen for a bit, he's probably still going to be called upon to make spot starts here and there because of the pitcher usage this year. And while he is in the minors, yeah, even though the minor league season is delayed, even with the alternate sites, which is just ridiculous with the minor leaguers, and as long as they don't have a season, they're missing out on development time, which is crucial. But regardless, while he is in the minors, that is still time to get on the mound and practice and develop, and then still have time in the majors whenever he's called upon to make a start. And I do definitely still want to see him making starts, because not only did he earn it after last season, but again, as I said, this spring, he himself has also looked great. I do like what we've seen from Davey this spring. So, that's a good point, Laura. Very, very nice. Up next is Rebecca, at Peace Now for Life, and Rebecca says, Tough question, Mike. I'm going to say Herman just because he has more experience, and I think it would be good for Garcia to continue his growth in the minors and work on his control. He definitely has the stuff of a future ace, and he doesn't need to be rushed. And it also worries me that he'll have an innings limit, and so will Kluber and Tyone. Well, yeah, that's a good point. As I said before, basically all the pitchers throughout baseball, thanks to last season, are going to have an innings limit. But yes, especially guys in the likes of Kluber and Tyone, who are both coming off of injured seasons, yeah, 
Absolutely. They'll be having innings limits, and most of the pitchers will. But yeah, especially speaking about the past with Herman too, he does have the experience. In 2019, he had a very nice season. And if Davey were to be in the minors at any point, yeah, he could continue his development, just keep on throwing down there and just stay sharp and be called upon when needed. Otherwise, he could also have a long relief role in the pen. And even in that case, with the innings limit with the starters this year, I think we'd see him quite a bit even in that role. He definitely has good stuff, though, and his poise on the mound, as we've spoken about many times. It's the poise of that of a veteran. It's very impressive. All right, at Progenitor09 says, I'm surprised so many people are saying Herman, all things considered, but I guess if you're going strictly based on spring training performance, it would be him. I still think many teams will use a sixth man at least for part of the season. Yeah, even though I sort of shy away from the six-man rotation for at least the whole season, I definitely see that possible for happening for at least part of it. I don't think that's out of the question. I mean, time will tell, because the innings limit is going to be a big factor also if injuries happen, so it's just impossible to tell some of these things at this moment. But yeah, listen, all things considered, yeah. But just speaking from on the field, yeah, it's tough to really ignore Herman and what he's doing right now. Again, off-the-field stuff not forgotten or condoned or anything like that. Just speaking from what we've seen in spring training this year, like you said, and since whether people like it or not, it's clear the Yankees are giving him another chance and he's going to be around. It's tough to really ignore what he's done on the mound. But yeah, we'll see about that six-man rotation. Up next is at Laura underscore Navens, and Laura says, I think you can use both of them. Go with the six-man rotation early on. Herman can be number five, and Garcia could be an opener or be a long reliever out of the pen. Whoever has more options or looks worse can go to the minors later on. All right, so another mention of a six-man rotation. I mean, yeah, we'll have to see what they choose to do with that. But if they're going to use Garcia in any other role other than a fifth man, I think I'd rather just be like a long relief man out of the bullpen. I don't really want to see him opening games. And I'm not saying that because of the playoffs last year. You guys know I blame that more on decision-making and on J-Hap. But regardless, in that case, I'd rather him just get more time in the minors to work on his stuff and then come back when needed. But again, with the six-man rotation stuff, I think they're more likely to just do the spot starter thing. But again, who knows? Maybe at some point throughout the season, maybe they will incorporate a six-man. We'll have to see. But regardless of what they do, it's exciting because we know that these Yankees this year, they have a lot of depth. And that's why this is even a discussion, because also remember in the back of your mind that this is also being discussed before Luis Severino comes back too, so you have that to deal with when he returns too. So the depth on this team really has made for some exciting discussion this spring. Also a little side note, I just have the window open in my room right now and I just want to say how amazing the fresh air feels. (laughs) It's warm out again today and it feels really nice. Anyway, let's keep going. Up next is at Bronx Bomber 447, and they say, I think a six-man rotation is a better idea for 2021. Well, another six-man rotation idea. Well, I definitely don't think it'd be a thing they do all season. Again, as I said before, if it is attempted at any point, I think it'll be just at some time during the season, but not throughout the whole season. But if Domingo, again, is to in fact make it, I think they'd rather put Garcia in the minors here and there and then give him spot starts when needed. That's just my thought. Either that or long relief in the pen. Because as I also said before, I'm pretty confident that at this point, Herman is going to be the one to make the rotation. Next, we have Christian underscore NYYST. And Christian says, Davey, as we've said numerous times on the show, if Herman is going to be here, we need to discuss him as a baseball player. And to me, he's better suited in the bullpen in Chad Green's old role. Green needs to step up and set up Chapman with Britton out. 
Well, yeah, definitely at the back end of the bullpen, I think I've said the same thing. Just Chad and Chapman are really the big two at the back end of that pen, and I expect guys like Wilson and O'Day to really be part of the tandem that's going to pass the torch along to them at the very back end of the bullpen, particularly with Zach Britton out, as you said. So I agree with that, but Herman being in Green's old role. Now that is not a thought I've pondered. The thing is, though, especially in the past, Herman has really already established himself as an effective starter, so yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, if you were to put him in the bullpen, then I think he definitely could handle a situation like that, of course, because Herman is still a good pitcher, as we've seen this spring. But I'd rather see him in the starting rotation if he could definitely help out in that sense, especially since he, again, has proven himself as a starter in the past, in a full 162-game season, no less, in a season where the entire team was hurt, and he seems to be continuing to prove that this spring. But that's an interesting thought in Chad Green's role. Hmm, all right. Up next is Tina at MountainGal456, and Tina says, I'll go with Herman. He's impressed me so far this spring training. Not that Garcia hasn't, but I think Herman has been in a zone, possibly more focused right now with everything that's happened in his personal life. I think he may be driven to prove something to the New York Yankees and fans. Yeah, I mean, it does look that way, and what happened in his personal life could be a factor with it. But yeah, as I said before, this is a tough choice because, as you stress too, Garcia himself has also had a good spring. He's done well too. It's just a matter of who's looked even better, I guess. And like you said, Herman just seems to be in a certain zone, and he's been damn near untouchable. So yeah, I'm in agreement with you, Tina. Alright, up next is at ChineseIrish23 saying Herman should get his spot back. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Next we have, at Vin doesn't have FB. <laughs> and Vin says, I voted for Herman. However, I don't think we see anyone hitting more than around 150 innings during the regular season. Not being a downer or a naysayer, but the entire rotation has to build back up after last year. That said, I can see some type of all-hands plan. Yeah, absolutely, Vin. That's basically what I've been saying throughout this whole thing, saying that, Everybody, at some point, is, I think, going to maybe get a spot start, especially someone like Garcia if he's not the fifth man. So yes, I definitely agree, and I myself highlighted that you probably won't be seeing many pitchers this year thanks to last season again, the weird season, get over 150 innings or so. So yeah, I totally agree. That's not you being a downer or a naysayer, that's you being realistic. And a lot of different people, analysts and the like, have spoken about that very thing happening. So you're just speaking facts. <laughs> so you're all good. But yes, definitely inclined to agree with your comment. Up next is at CharlieRicker24, and Charlie says, At this point, it's hard to go wrong with either. But I take Herman right now, as his control is just a little better. The team is going to need innings from both eventually, as I believe the team will go with a six-man rotation later in the year. Now you see, that's something that I can see happening. Because as I said before, I don't see them going with the six-man throughout the whole season, but... Them using it at some point throughout the season, even if it is later in the year, I could definitely see that happening. And yes, you're going to need a lot of innings out of a lot of guys this year, which again tells me that that spot starter thing is going to be used quite a bit throughout the year, especially with someone like Davey if he doesn't make the rotation. And like you said, it's hard to go wrong with either one. I've stressed that too because they're both doing a good job, but Herman is doing just a bit better. That's just the truth. Alright, let's just hammer out a couple of more before moving on to Instagram quickly. Up next is at Brian underscore TGP, and Brian says, Davey's ceiling is very high, so I'd rather let him work on things in the less stressful minors than in Major League Baseball. 
Plus, I believe having him for the second half will be more valuable. Let him limit his innings in the minors. Yeah, I've been saying that could be a possibility throughout, but even so, I also think that throughout that time, he'll be getting the spot starts too. Whenever the Yankees need him, he'll just come back and give him a start, as I said before. At V Arena 57 is up next, and they say, I think they should both be in and Monty out. Why? Monty's done fine. <laughs> I think he's looked more than fine this spring. But it's been pretty established regardless that Monty's basically a lock in the rotation for now at least. He's going to probably be the number four guy. James Celestin at Black Rebirth 52 is next. And James says, Herman, he's pitched better, has better stuff, and had a better spring in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I agree because I think Herman should make the fifth spot too. But again, it's a tough choice because while Herman has been a little better, Davey's done really well too. I think we've well established that neither one would be a wrong choice. They're both a solid choice, but it's just a matter of which you'd rather, which one has done just a bit better than the other. All right, let's finish here on Twitter with at BobbyTat631, and Bobby says, The Yanks can't go wrong with either, but Herman has looked a bit better this spring. Yep, I agree, Bobby. That's the truth. Neither would be a wrong choice, but Herman statistically does have a bit of an edge this spring. All right, let's move on to Instagram. Thank you to all of my tweeters for voting and replying and the whole deal. Same question for the Instagram gang, of course. At this point in time, who do you think should get the fifth spot in the rotation? And just like on Twitter, the same choice won. Domingo Herman was the victorious choice by earning 61% of the vote here on Instagram, and the remaining 39% voted for Davey Garcia. All right, so the vast majority on both platforms has spoken. We'll just read out a couple of replies here on Instagram. First up, we have Brian underscore D underscore one, two, three. And they say, Herman has proven himself before and hasn't been as wild this spring. I'd be okay with either, but Herman's curve is so filthy. I wish I've seen more of Davey, though. Yeah, I mean, this is the last full week of spring training coming up, but I'm pretty sure we'll see both of them make at least one more start before the spring ends, I have to imagine. And yeah, both have done extremely well. They really have, but Herman, like you say, just hasn't been as wild this spring. I did mention throughout the winter, because this was reported, that he was having a difficult time in winter ball in the Dominican Republic at some point. Word was that he was giving up a lot of runs and he was wild there, but that does not seem to be the case whatsoever this spring. And you repeated what I said before, saying that he has proven himself as a starter in the past. And yeah, his curveball, as I said earlier, his curveball, his changeup, just disgusting. And his fastball, still looking really lively itself. He's just looked really good. As a prior reply said, he's just been in a certain zone. He's been on another level. So I agree, my man. All right, lastly, we'll finish off with the final two, as always, starting with my amazing girlfriend, Vic Salimo. And Vic says, Davey Garcia. There is no other option for me. All right, fair enough. And listen, we've said over and over again, Davey Garcia wouldn't be a bad or wrong option. He's still having a fine spring too. He had a great season in 2020. And even though I very much think Herman is going to get that fifth spot, I wouldn't be upset whatsoever if Davey got it. I love the kid. And let's finish off with my mom, Julia Gina Scudero. And my mom says, I'll be honest with you, both have had very, very good springs. They're both good for me, and I'm fine with either. But just to pick, I'll pick Davey Garcia. That's fair, Mom. Yeah, we said over and over again, both are doing a great job. So again, the vast majority, Domingo Herman, but we definitely have some Davies in there, and that's totally fine too. Both are good choices. But in any event, 
I want to thank each and every one of you, as I do every week, for voting, for applying, for interacting whatsoever. Whether it was on Twitter, whether it was on Instagram, I don't mind. Your interactions, regardless of where from, means the world to me, and I love hearing your thoughts every week. Thank you so, so much to all of you who interacted with this week's social media poll. And like I say every week, if I didn't get to you, just keep on trying in future weeks. And as I said in today's introduction, we are now going to jump right to the weekly recap and discuss some big takeaways from this past week's games, because Yankees news really only consisted of a couple of really minor things, and I just thought it easier to just group it in with the weekly recap, especially because of how much time was taken up with me talking about the announcement at the start of the show. So let's, without further ado, get to this week's recap of games and discuss some big takeaways, starting from last week's game, and I'm actually looking over at the TV now. And the Yankee game today is actually just getting underway. The game against the Blue Jays. Cole is on the mound. Looking forward to seeing how he does, but that's just getting underway in the next few minutes, give or take. In the meantime, let's go back to last Sunday. And this game was just getting underway when I had finished recording last week's episode, but the Yanks would keep the winning going at the time, but almost didn't. Because the game from the second inning on until the ninth was one nothing Blue Jays. And that one run came off of Davey in the second inning, who started the game, who otherwise had himself another nice start. Three innings, just one hit that would drive in the one Blue Jays run, an RBI double. He struck out two, and he looked fine again. Davey just getting it done. Litke came in after Davey and pitched yet another very nice inning. He's been doing that all spring. Wajowski pitched two scoreless innings. Nick Nelson also pitched an inning and a third scoreless. And actually, amongst all the bullpen names that I've been talking about in prior weeks, Nelson's name has, at times, actually escaped me. Just so many names this time of year, you're bound to let one or two slip by sometimes. <laughs> but he's another that the Yanks obviously hope plays an important role out of the pen, or even making spot starts like the Yanks have mentioned lots of guys may be doing this year, and like we spoke about a lot last segment since, as I said last week and as I said earlier, the usage of pitchers this year after the way last season was, it's definitely going to be different this year, and Nick Nelson could be playing a key role out of that pen. Otherwise, Nick Goody pitched two-thirds of an inning scoreless. Glenn Otto pitched a scoreless inning. So the pitching did a fine job, but again, the offense was completely silent until the ninth, when the big guys were out of the game by then, and the Yankees minor leaguers piled on five runs to win 5-1. to one. So, a nice little comeback. <laughs> on Monday... This game was actually the first game that I got to use the new Yes Network app that came out about a week and a half ago, and it was really cool. A lot of you know that I work throughout the day, Monday through Friday, at my regular job, and because of that, I can't watch the vast majority of spring training day games, but on Monday, thanks to the Yes app, I was able to stream it on my phone, so that was really cool to be able to do. But anyway, the Yanks faced the Phillies, Domingo Herman got the start again, and... Again, did a terrific job. Four shutout innings, six strikeouts. His changeup was just a cheat code again. Breaking ball was solid. And as we've been talking about week after week, he's just had a very nice spring. And as I had said earlier, regardless of how all of us feel about him as a person, it's really tough to imagine that he doesn't make the rotation at this point. Michael King pitched three innings afterwards, only allowing a run on a solo shot by Reese Hoskins. Luis Garcia pitched a scoreless eighth, and Nestor Cortez Jr. pitched the ninth and allowed a run, but still finished the game. On offense, Gary Sanchez got the first run across on an RBI single, 
And then Stanton, who also still continued to look fantastic this spring, hit a hard two-run single. Rob Brantley spoke about him a lot on last week's episode, got yet another hit, an RBI single, for the Yanks' fourth and final run, and the Yanks won 4-2. And it was really good to see Rob Brantley get another big hit again, just a week after I was talking him up about being the potential third-string catcher with Chirinos out with his fractured wrist injury. So the Yanks won that one 4-2. Tuesday. Interesting note here actually for starters, but Geo actually played shortstop. A little experimentation maybe that I more than welcome, because any other potential alternative to phase Tyler Wade out, I am in favor of. And my slander of him lately has been strong, I know, but I'm just so tired of him, guys. I really am. The guy is fast, yes. The guy can play defense fine, yeah. And in multiple positions, too, which I'll admit is valuable to many, but whatever. He's no defensive god. He's good defensively. That I'm not arguing, but I don't think he's as unreal as some claim. Not to mention that offensively, the guy can't hit a beach ball with a boat oar. And whenever the planets happen to line up, he'll maybe get the bat on the ball. But what's that expression again? A broken clock strikes right twice a day? Yeah, sounds about right with him. And if you're one of the few Tyler Wade fans out there, then you'll just have to accept this truth. I don't know how many more times I have to say it. Sorry. But anyway, interesting experimentation with Geo at short. Very interesting. And even though we all know Wade is likely making the roster, I think it's safe to say a lot of us would rather see someone else. Again, as I've been saying, I still think Bruce makes it, and although Wade is likely going to be the other, I've seen some other people saying that they'd even rather Talkman make it, and I'm not totally opposed to that. He could be having a better spring, and with Gardner already being there as a backup outfielder pretty much, I don't really consider myself a big supporter for Mike Talkman making the roster, but I don't dislike Talkman, and I'd rather him than Wade, just selfishly, even if that's not a team need. But I don't dislike Talkman. Another name is obviously Derek Dietrich, and I'd still love to see him, but other than that homer he hit a while back, and maybe a hit here and there, he honestly really hasn't done much to really turn heads this spring, but I'd still rather him, big time. Granted, he's played for longer, he's proven more in his career overall than Wade. I definitely think that's plenty safe to say. He's versatile, he's got power, and can hit a ball, unlike Wade. Alright, we've been over that. <laughs> Another name was Mike Ford, and he was actually optioned, along with Albert Abreu, Brooks Krisky, and Thyro Estrada, to AAA on Friday, but I never thought he'd make the team this spring, so... And it's not like it's the end of the world, since he still had two options left and can definitely come back if needed. And speaking of options, by the way, at least if Wade doesn't make it, well then he's got another option if he's sent down, and he can come back. Others, like Mike Talkman, for instance, are out of options. And if he doesn't make it, then he's gone. And someone like Dietrich, who's on a minor league option this spring, he could choose to opt out and go elsewhere at the end of spring training if he doesn't make it, and then you lose him. And I still consider him to be solid depth regardless of the spring he's had. So, circling back to my main point, <laughs> although I still do think that as of now, that the final two bench spots will end up going to Bruce and Wade to go alongside Guardy and Higgy, who are the other two, I'd still rather Wade's go to someone like Dietrich or even Talkman, since as I said before, I wouldn't be totally opposed to that. And regardless of team need, I selfishly prefer Talkman more than Wade, but as I've also been saying throughout the weeks, the issue here is that Wade is basically the only backup shortstop, so that's a big shoe-in, as I've been saying for weeks now, and that's why I definitely see him making the roster. But Geo at shortstop? 
which is what started this whole damn tirade in the first place, <laughs> definitely was interesting to me. Uh, all right, I didn't really expect to go on another tirade about the bench, but let's get back to the task at hand, discussing takeaways from Tuesday's game, shall we? <laughs> let's see. Uh, Cole started the game. He threw three and two-thirds, striking out five, gave up two runs on two solo shots. One of them was definitely aided by the wind, but hey, that happens in spring training. I still thought Cole's stuff was solid, so that's fine. Loisica pitched two and a third innings after that. Again, shutout, continuing to do very well himself. Sessa pitched an inning and a third, allowed another run. Lions pitched two-thirds shutout, and Bearclaw finished in the ninth and allowed a run. Offensively, Frazier had himself a hell of a game. RBI single, a solo shot, three for three on the night. Gio walked in a run. Derek Dietrich drove in a run after getting hit by a pitch, which has happened pretty frequently to him this spring. Mike Talkman hit another home run, a two-run shot, and the Yanks won 7-4 over the Tigers. Wednesday was pretty uneventful. The Yanks won just one to nothing against the Blue Jays, and the one run came on an RBI ground out by Glaber. The Yanks pitching, though, especially starting pitching yet again, continued to just be the story this spring. Montgomery started the game through five hitless innings, very nicely done. Chassin followed and pitched two and two-thirds inning shutout, and Lucas Litke, again, doing a fantastic job, pitched the last inning and a third of the game shutout, one-to-nothing win. Thursday was an off day. The Yanks faced the Phillies on Friday. This was the night of my Twitter Live, and this game was not covered anywhere whatsoever. TV, radio, nothing. Davey Garcia started the game again, and although his command and location was a bit off, he walked four guys. He still pitched three scoreless innings, striking out two, and he powered through. So, as I always say, I like to see that, pitchers powering through. After Davey, a few of the big guns out of the pen came in, and they all looked terrific. Chapman, perfect inning. He's been scary good, and that splitter just continues to haunt hitters everywhere. Darren O'Day, scoreless inning and a strikeout. Justin Wilson, scoreless inning. Chad Green, scoreless inning, striking out two. All good from the big guys. You love to see it. Luis Garcia after, scoreless eighth. And then the ninth, the Yanks would give up four runs and ultimately lose four to one. Bearclaw and McLean combined and gave up four runs in the inning. Three charged to Bearclaw, one to McLean. And yesterday, in a mainly uneventful game again, the Yanks would lose to the O's 2-1, and oh damn, <laughs> I'm actually looking at the Yankee game going on right now, and Luke Voigt just hit an RBI double, that was a rocket into left field. Alright, so the Yankees are winning today's game one to nothing. That was nice, really nice hit by Luke, wow, really nice. Anyway, with yesterday's game, the Yankees' one run on the night came on a solo shot by Gio. Pitching-wise, Michael King started the game. He actually pitched four innings, allowing just a run on an RBI groundout. The first two innings were perfect, and he looked great. He allowed his one run in the third, and then pitched a nice fourth afterwards, struck out six. So, Michael King looked really good. Jonathan Loisica followed and pitched two innings, only allowing a run on a solo shot. Really the only thing he's given up this spring. And then Sessa would pitch two shutout innings after that. And as far as today's game, this game's only in the first still. The Yankees are winning 1-0. Clint Frazier's up right now against the Blue Jays. And Cole is pitching today, so when the Blue Jays come up to bat, we'll see Garrett Cole. And an important note from today's game, actually, is that Higashioka is back playing for the first time in a few days. 
because a few days ago it was actually announced that he had a sore side. He was feeling some soreness on his side, which tells me maybe like an oblique issue or I don't know, just on the side he was feeling soreness. And even at the time it didn't really sound like that big of a deal, and hopefully it doesn't turn out to be as time goes on. But it's good to have him back in the game today, that's definitely a good sign. And that was actually announced a few days ago alongside the announcement that Adam Warren also had a sore shoulder. And he was shut down for about a week, and it's been almost a week for that, so we'll see how Adam Warren's situation goes too. But that injury bug, man, it just keeps on trying, I'll give it that. <laughs> and this time seemingly with the team's depth. I'd rather it be the depth than the big guys, but I'd also rather it be no one at all. But regardless, it's good to see Higgy back nonetheless, and hopefully for him, it was just a few days off that he needed for his side to stop bothering him. But I'm actually just like glancing over at this Clint Frazier at bat right now, and while I do that, let me just give the games for the rest of the week here, in the final full week of spring training. Because then by the time we talk next on the 28th, opening day will be just four days away. My god, I can't wait. <laughs> Alright, so tomorrow's game will be against the Phillies at George M. Steinbrenner Field. 6.35 p.m. Eastern start. Tuesday will be against the Tigers at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Wednesday, the Blue Jays, 1.05 p.m. Eastern. Thursday, and Clint Frazier just hit a ball really far. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Is this going to be gone? Hold on. Oh, just in front of the wall. <laughs> All right, well, that should score two still. All right, so two-run double for Clint. That was a good shot. I thought that might have had a chance of going out for a second. All right, so two-run double for Clint. Where was I? <laughs> God, I always lose my spot. I'm so easily distracted, especially when the Yankees are on. Thursday, I think it was on Thursday, 6.05 p.m. Eastern start against the Phillies. Friday, 6.35 p.m. Eastern against the Orioles. Saturday, 1.05 p.m. Eastern against the Blue Jays. And next Sunday when we speak again, it'll be against the Phillies again at 1.05 p.m. Eastern. And really quick before we end today, guys, just another quick announcement for you. This doesn't have to really do with anything as far as Ball 9 or anything, but this just has to do with the show for the next couple of weeks. Now, as you know, whether you celebrate them or not, the next two Sundays happen to be big holidays, especially for me. Now, usually on all holidays that land on Sundays or just are usually on Sundays every year, I still come out with a new episode. I've barely missed any days at all the last couple of years, as you guys know. And that's not going to change either of the next two weeks, unless, of course, God has different plans and I just don't wake up any of the days in the next two weeks, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. The next couple of weeks, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and then the Sunday after that, of course, is Easter Sunday. And for Palm Sunday and Easter, I usually spend the day with my family, so I'm not going to be recording those days. But you're still going to be getting an episode. Well, Mike, asked the audience, how the hell are you going to do that? Well, Mike answered... I'm going to record the show on Saturday. So this coming week, I will be recording the show on Saturday, and then I'll probably edit it in pieces on Sunday, and then probably release it at some point in like the early evening on Sunday. And that seems like the plan. So I'll be doing that the next two weekends. So I'll be recording this Saturday and the Saturday after that, and I'll be releasing the episode all the same on the 28th next Sunday, and then the Sunday after that on Easter Sunday, which I believe is April 4th. So that's the plan, guys. So you'll still be getting episodes next Sunday on Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday the weekend after that, except I'm just going to record them on Saturday and then edit them here and there on the two Sundays and get them out to you at some point in the early evening on each of those Sundays, probably. So that's the plan. But otherwise, as for now, guys, that is all for episode 88 of Yapping Yankees. What an episode it was. 
Lots of fun Yankees discussion and also just so great finally telling you about the announcement. Again, you should have seen it on Friday's Twitter Live, but in case you didn't make it, then you heard it right here. But I do recommend you go back and watch that, not only because there's even more information than I already gave you earlier on in the show today, but I also had Chris himself on the Twitter Live back on Friday, and it was really good to hear from him himself, and we both spoke and basically told everybody what was going on. So I do advise even if you have heard the announcement here officially, that you go back and watch that Twitter Live from Friday. Really good stuff. But I still had a blast, nonetheless, telling you about it on today's episode. But before we end today, let's, as always, give one last shout-out to Grunt Talks MLB, Reckless Airwaves Radio, and my new partner and employer, Ball9. Ball9 brings you some of the best baseball content out there. Baseball stories old and new, articles, roundtable discussions, suggested baseball podcasts like Yapping Yankees, and more. Visit Ball 9's website, ball9.com, and follow them on all social medias, at Ball 9, and know what you don't know. Next, we have Reckless Airwaves Radio. Get your latest uncensored, unlimited dish on everything sports. Interviews, featured podcasts, including Yapping Yankees, and much more. Anything goes on Reckless Airwaves Radio. Give them a follow across all social medias at Reckless Airwave and check out their website, RecklessAirwaves.com. And our final shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, GruntTalksMLB.com, to see all of their baseball content and where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also, follow the mastermind behind that website, his name is Darren, and you could find him on Twitter at YankeeReport28, and follow them on all social medias at GruntTalksMLB. Special thanks to all of our friends at GruntTalksMLB, Reckless Airwaves, and Ball9 for always helping to spread the word about yapping Yankees. And obviously, be sure, guys, to follow me on all social media so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me personally, along with the Yankees and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Insta at Mike Scuds 97. And guys, I'd also really appreciate it if you took the time to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel. The YouTube channel did just pass 300 subscribers, so I want to thank you all so much for that. Keep on helping it along and subscribe. And also subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well. And listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you've missed too while you're at it. Episodes 34 up to episode 88 today are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3,000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, March 28th, when I come at you with episode 89 of Yapping Yankees. Until then, guys, hang in there, be patient, please stay safe, look out for your loved ones, enjoy this final full week of spring training baseball, and I actually... Just looked over at the television and saw that Derek Dietrich got an RBI single. All right. It's my boy right there. (laughs) All right. So the Yankees are winning 4-0 now. But anyway, as I was saying before, enjoy the final full week of spring training, guys. Opening day is getting closer and closer. So not to worry. Soon the games will count. (laughs) 
Enjoy your week, my friends, and take care.